back here at the Whittemore Center, I gotta find out where John Lee gets his playlist from. I don't even know what that song was. Jimmy Buffett, oh, all right, there you go. All right, our score at the end of two is UNH four, Merrimack nothing. I'm Mike Macknick with John Lee, and before we chat with Mike McMahon in the McMahon Report, we'll let you know that tonight's second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Just visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. So, Mike McMahon with us now, the macreport.com in the Eagle Tribune, joining us here in the second intermission. And, uh, Mike, I guess, you know, you look at what happened tonight here. Not a bad start, I thought, in the first period. Uh, Mark Viega loses an edge or whatever happened there, and uh, Kelleher comes up, scores the short in goal. That kind of got things going there, but still, uh, you know, the penalty kill, you know, just not able to pick up a guy out front a couple of times, really hurt them. Uh, how did you see that first period, and how, how did it go down? I think, you know, in the, in the ECAC, they call it the Cornell effect, and usually Colgate's the one, the beneficiary of it. You play a team like Cornell, and we talked about how big they were and how strong they were. They wear you down, and, and Merrimack looked like a team in the first period that, that was worn down a little bit. Also, this is their, what, fifth game in eight nights? I mean, they looked, to me, in the first period, especially some of those back checks coming back on some of those goals. I mean, they looked like a team that was playing their fifth game in eight nights and just came off a, a game a night ago against a Cornell team that has however many guys over 6'2 and really lean on you and just wear you down. They, they look like a team that was tired, I think, in the first period. Yeah, we should say they lost a couple of guys last night. Uh, Ludwig Larson, uh, Aaron Titkin both hurt in the game last night, came out uh, not in the lineup tonight. You're hearing anything about either of those guys and, and how long they may be out? Uh, it, it sounds like Tickham could be a little bit. You know, I'm not sure exactly the injury, but it did sound like it wasn't going to be, a, you know, he's back in a week type of thing. So that could be a few weeks. Uh, Larson, I'm not sure, but and I, and I think that's part of it. I mean, you get five out of your 6D that played shorthanded the most of that game last night. I mean, because that, that Tickham injury happened, I think, early in the first period. So uh, you had five of your D that played most of a game just with just 5D shorthanded and then you know to come out here and so you do that against a big strong team like Cornell that wears you down and now you're on an ice like this in the Whittemore Center where everything's a lot bigger you got to skate more takes a couple more strides so I think it's just been a, a tough circumstance I think for them to... so if you look back over this five game stretch let's say this result holds with you know four goal deficit almost impossible to come overcome in the third period if they end up 3-1-1 one, one in this stretch admittedly 0-1-1 one, one in league play uh, you know you rather would have had some more of those wins be in the league games, but 3-1-1 in this stretch of five games in eight days and 0-1-1 in the league. Uh, you know, how do you look at that if you're a Warrior follower? Well, you know, I think if you were to tell me after three games where they were 0-3 with two goals that they'd go 3-1-1 on their next five, I think most people would have taken that. Uh, and I do. I think they, they look better, certainly, in these five games than they did in those first three. Uh, you know, they've been able to score some goals, not so, not so far here tonight, but they've been able to score some goals. Uh, I think they've just played harder. I think they've played smarter. So I think there's certainly things you can build on. I mean, this, this is a tough circumstance, I think, tonight. Just... You've got some tired legs, I'm sure. Uh, we talked about who they played last night and how they could weigh it down a little bit. But I think overall in these five games, they've played pretty well. And I think this five-game stretch is more indicative of what they are as opposed to the first three games where they really couldn't get anything going. Right, right. And, and don't forget also, because of the injury to Colin Healy, that means you get the same oh, yeah. goaltender who's played all five of these games and you 
almost never would see that happen. If a team had a stretch of five games in eight days, you're almost always going to see at least one of the other goaltenders, and it wasn't until tonight that we got to see Craig Pantano, who's looked pretty good so far. Yeah, and you know, I think you would have seen Colin Delia play at least two of these games, if not three. I mean, you get the impression that the idea at the beginning of the year was to rotate them a little bit. Vogler started game one, Delia started game two, and then he gets hurt, but I think Delia and Vogler would have probably split I think they would have definitely uh, shared the, the North Country weekend, each played a game. Right. I get the impression they may have each played a game last weekend, too, and now you know you get into this, this weekend, who knows? But, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that's tough, too, when you get a goaltender. Like I said, very rare if you get a, a stretch like this of five games in eight nights where one goalie's going to play all five of those. Uh, and I... I, I think it almost certainly that wouldn't have been the case because, you know, uh, they, they seemed like they were going to be rotating Delia and Vogler in and out here at the beginning of the year until one of them took the job. Hearing anything about Delia's injury and how long he may be out? Uh, you know, it sounds like he may be getting close, uh, which is a good thing, obviously, for him and, and for them, too, because, uh, you know, I'm sure they want to get him back, get him healthy. I don't think he was healthy at the end of last year. I mean, I know they never said anything, but I've said this yeah. before, too. You look at his numbers in the second half, and uh, there was, you don't forget, you know, how to, how to play goaltending. And he had some he had some really good numbers in junior hockey. He had some really good numbers as a freshman, and then even the beginning of his sophomore year at Merrimack. So uh, I think they were excited to have him back and healthy. I know he looked really good over the summer. I talked to some people, uh, Mike Donahue, who you had on last night, who said he looked really good in Chicago's development camp. Uh, some people said he looked really good in Anaheim's camp. So uh, I think when they could get him back and healthy, uh, he's going to have. I mean, he was the starter until the middle of last year when he was hurt. So I think he, he'll have an opportunity to, to show what he can do healthy again. We have talked now about three guys, and if I'm right, all six of the uh, non-dressing players tonight, the scratches, are due to injury. Guys that have been hurt. Uh, Ryan Cook was hurt earlier uh, in the exhibition game. you also got Chris LeBlanc banged up earlier. Tyler Drevich, too. Any, anything on those guys? Uh, you know, I think Cook is back on the ice, which is good news. I think he started skating this week, maybe. Uh, I'm not positive about that, but that was a scary, I mean, that was a scary play in the exhibition. Uh, he gets hit behind the boards and hit high, and uh, I'm assuming, they don't obviously tell the nature of the injuries but I'm assuming that was a concussion. I mean, that's what it looked to be. Had some trouble just getting to his feet after that play. That was a scary play. So good to hear that I think he's back on the ice. At least I'm almost positive he's skating, which is obviously good news. All right, Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, also the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News. And I think Tuesday night now you will have the uh, the coaches show, right? We teased it last week and forgot that we were preempting the coaches show, but that won't be the case this week on WMCK. So 6 p.m. Tuesday night, right? We'll be there Tuesday. All right, Mike, sounds good. I know you have other features throughout the week, so folks, check out the MacReport.com. And I don't know what that was that just went by in front of us here, but uh, I think it was a T-shirt. It looked like a bird, maybe. <laughs> Maybe it was a flying T-shirt. I don't know. But. All right, Mike. Good to see you as always. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. All right, that's Mike McMahon with the score here. UNH4 and Merrimack. Nothing here from the Whittemore Center at the end of the second period of play. We'll be back with the third period right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.